2: Middle call, Hey baby. Recording this on Free Agency Tuesday, live on YouTube. Hello, everybody, or as John likes to say, reporting to Happy my people. We salute you. What is cracking, right. homies? Uh, not a lot, John. According to uh, the free agency tracker, but uh, that's okay. We are uh, we're, we're here to be some of what's happening. We, we are what's happening. You look good, by the way.
1: You know, I got my Buck Mason sweatshirt on, guy. And it
2: looks uh, it look good. Feel good. Play good. As Dion used to say. Uh, if you are on the podcast listening to this, the description uh, has our YouTube link. So go check out our YouTube page. If you're watching this YouTube live or after the fact. Great. That's awesome. If you enjoy it, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're here right now, hit that thumbs up. We appreciate that a lot. And you can check out our podcast. That is down in the description below, as well as some of the links to our sponsors, which we also appreciate very much. We'll start with the show with a comment today from YouTube, John. This is from Bobby Boucher, who says, Whoever played their hand worse, Napoleon invading Russia in the winter, or Kyle and John thinking they could hold on to Jimmy G until the last second and get a second round pick? My, that's what all uh, the history buffs are asking right now. Yeah,
1: my, my, my world history, you know, Mr. Best, former offensive lineman, Mr. UC Davis. Do you have him too at Davis I High had School? Mr.
2: Best. What a great guy.
1: I, I probably didn't listen well enough. I I, I really didn't because I notice sometimes when I'll watch a history documentary, and that's putting it pretty strongly when I will stumble upon yeah. watch like 15, 20 minutes. I'll realize stuff that I was definitely told as a young child about World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, the Korean War. I, I didn't listen very well. New information to you. Yes.
2: But Crimeo. Mr. Best tried. Yeah. You know. Uh, you, you said to me yesterday, I don't think it was on the, we did a YouTube only live stream and then put out like a 20 minute podcast on Monday. In addition to our podcast that went on on Sunday. And I don't remember if you said it on the live stream or if you just said it to me, which was, when are we going to have somebody like do an about face, agree to something and then back out Josh McDaniels cult style. We did have the Randy Gregory handshake agreement with Jerry Jones. You know, a man is his word. A word, a man's only as good as his word and his handshake. And uh, maybe it was COVID. They did a fist bump and not a handshake. I don't know. But uh, what, what
1: did what did Jerry tell the owners when uh, they accepted the last the the CBA in 2011? I think his quote was, "My granddad used to say out in Texas, we got problems when the chickens start fucking the owls." Oh yeah, And guys. The chickens are fucking the owls. And and all these rich guys had no clue what he was talking about. I still don't really meant, know what he meant. I think he just meant, like, this is pretty crazy, and we should accept because this is stealing, basically. <laughs> and it clearly was. They took yeah. them to the cleaners.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, he tried to sneak in a little uh, weed uh, clause in Randy Gregory's contract. And I love the way I heard it said on NFL Network. So his agent took him to Denver. Like, well, wait a second. Randy didn't get to decide then? His agent was offended or Randy was offended? Who was mad about it? Randy or the agent? I always hate shit like that. Like, the Jags, they're handing out big money to get people to come. So players are taking their guys to Jacksonville. Or agents are taking their guys to Jacksonville. As if, like, they're just in the back with the shades closed. They don't see they're on the way to Jacksonville. Yeah, Christian Kirk and Brandon Sheriff are like, you just... You take me wherever you want. You can take me. USFL's paying. Take me there, homie. Like, give me a break. Hey, can we, can we, can we, God bless Brandon Sheriff, by the way. Can we say a word for Brandon Sheriff? A lot of you might be wondering why we're talking about Brandon Sheriff. At least Christian Kirk got to play in some big games for the Arizona Cardinals. Brandon Sheriff just got, I think he got, what did he get? $40 million from the Jags, something like that? Mm Mm-hmm. So far, his career is Washington football team, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Commandos football team, Commanders, did host
1: Tom Brady in his first year for Tampa in the playoffs, remember? So he did get a playoff game at mm-hmm. home against Tampa. That's was that probably the, the was that the seven, Was that a seven-win commies or an eight-win commies? Yeah, that was not a great commie team. But remember, Heineke gave uh, the Buccaneers all they could handle there on like right. Saturday That's afternoon.
2: Right. <laughs> so Brandon Sheriff, get your money. God bless you. I hope you get a third team out of that or that Jacksonville's good in three years or something. Uh, careers aren't long, and you just, you know. No. If if it all ends and it's like football, te- you know, he's doing like his, uh, his Zoom background, and it's like football team jersey, Jags jersey. Pretty impressive. I understand, man. You got to get your money. But, yeah, DJ Charks going to the Lions. So he's got a Jags-Lions, uh, DJ Charks combo there. But Charks, I think, was a one-year $10 million contract because he was hurt last year. Yeah. So Charks... Word great name still one of my favorites names Zay Jones what the hell were, Did you see that contract I thought it was a lot of money the the headline I saw you know and in fairness to Zay Jones I thought he made some plays last year well he did but like the Jags just signed Christian Kirk they have uh LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. they have uh what's his name the other guy I uh yeah Kenan I mean Cardle. hey look. you, you Keenan if if you if you just gotta surround Trevor with talent John that's yeah what, that's what the Jags are doing well, anytime you can build
1: around Zay Jones and Christian Kirk for you know 60 million dollars guaranteed you got to do it. When
0: so, you can- <laughs> they,
2: they it they are so deep in their four or five receiver spots John in Jacksonville let bulky cook bro let bulky cook. <laughs> uh, Frankie on the stream says Jacksonville going all the way this year you want to put a uh,
1: future odds on them MyBookie.ag promo code ham1
2: well, I mean, I know what you got to start with, John, is the My Bracket contest in MyBookie.ig, promo code ham, and the number one. MyBookie.ig, ham, and the number one. March Madness is here. It actually, as we record this on Tuesday, it actually begins with the uh, first four games Texas Southern and AMCC. Do you know what the CC stands for? Uh, country Club. Ooh, close. Corpus Christi, and then Indiana, Wyoming uh, in the evening. But don't worry, you still have a couple of days. The selections for the My Bracket Contest and MyBookie.ag promo code HAM1 close on the morning of March 17th. Here's how it works. You predict winners in each round of the My, My uh, Bracket Contest for a chance to win a Bitcoin, a Doodle NFT, currently valued at over 50k, and over $100,000 more in cash prizes. So uh, when you sign up with HAM1, you get a free entry into the My Bracket Contest right now.
1: You know, I, I had brought up the idea if we should sprinkle some teams to win. I just had another idea. Hmm. What if we just put, we got $266 in the hopper because we just randomly put a bet on UCLA over the weekend, which I, I love the value. It just, and it, they, they were held. They had a, what, eight point lead in the second half? Uh, so turns out Arizona's really good. Now they're the, uh, beside Gonzaga, have the second best odds to win the national championship. What if we just bet, like, use the money to bet, like, a game or two uh, around? So basically, like, instead of wasting it, like, because if your team gets knocked out, but if we bet like $250 and we put it, we we just take an underdog around. So, like, Colorado State versus Michigan. Not like a crazy, like, you know, 10 to 1 underdog. I like Colorado just, State. So, boom. Nico 250, Medvedev. 250
2: on Colorado State. Gottlieb's a big Nico Medvedev guy.
1: Yeah, then so we win, and then we just figure out another underdog to take the following round and just kind of do it that way. Yeah, what San Diego State,
2: that? I like it. San Diego State, Creighton, I don't know if it's an underdog, but number what one. What about this game? Better.
1: I think one of the play-in games in Dayton, Ohio, is Bryant-Wright State. Bryant has the leading score in the nation. He's like Jimmer Fredette, Little white guy, he just scores a lot. Yeah, But lot I don't of- know anything about those games. But they're they're a plus 140 underdog. Do you rather have Colorado State versus Michigan or Bryant versus Wright State? Because I'll place a bet on either one of them right now. Uh, what? what they're They're what underdogs? Well, Colorado State's a two and a half point underdog, so we could just get a money line at plus one twenty-five. Bryant is a three and a half point underdog, and they're plus one forty. It's almost one and a half to one.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to making uh, Thursday uh, to making what's today? Two, Wednesday? Interesting. Wednesday afternoon at three forty on True TV. Well, exactly. So we win the Bryant bet, and then
1: boom, we take the winnings and we put it on Colorado State the following day. Like that would be the plan of attack. Yeah. But the Bryant will thing's a little you know, I mean, we know nothing about Bryant right? Say, Well, you already least, told like, you just told me something. Well, I know this guy's the leading scorer in the country. Like people are saying, like, this guy can really, people, really what, fill he, it up. Rothstein? Yeah, I've just heard, you know, Ham and Gottlieb have both mentioned
2: the guy. Yeah, I I, I don't need much more than that, John. Uh, mybookie.ig, Promo code ham and the number one. Get after it. And we can uh, we can do the same. By the way, also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Promo code ham. Get it. How fast does your nose hair grow? Manscaped.com, promo code ham, gets you 20% off and free shipping when you use the code ham at manscaped.com. That sound is, I got to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> that is makes my legs tingle. Lawnmower 4.0. A a yeah. Uh, the skin safe technology on the Lawnmower 4.0, critical, waterproof, critical. The premium 7,000 RPM with quiet stroke technology, critical. The wireless charging system, I mean, these are all the elements that you need to win in March, John. The convenient dock, wirelessly charges, much like a veteran point guard and an NBA player and a experienced coach. The weed whacker delivers in March. Do you, Do you know what I use? Uh,
1: and I don't know. Do you use this when you're on the road? Is the travel bag, the Manscaped travel bag, is fantastic. It's yep. so easy. You just throwing a toothbrush, throwing deodorant, throwing you know, for me, the little little mini uh, shaving cream with the shaver, so I can shave on the road. My my, my dome. Uh, love the Manscaped Travel Bag. Those are fantastic. Recommend it. Good material. It's thick. You know, it's not like a flimsy little
2: cheap one. That's right. Well, I mean, I you just hold... You had the Weed Whacker there. You had the uh, uh, 4.0. You had the 4.0 there. Um, they are... You can just feel them. It's solid, good, well-made quality stuff. Um, it really is. Yep. Yeah. So... Right now, the lawnmower 4.0 with the 4,000k LED spotlight. These are the right tools for the job, John. Okay, they really are. The, the, the warmth summer is coming.
1: Get yourself ready. Well, now summer's never going to end. Daylight savings time has that
2: been approved by the? I think it's supposed to be approved by the House. Right,
1: right. I think it passed the House. Maybe it's got to go to Congress. Oh, but uh, Mr.
2: Best on line one.
1: I was. Pr- I, well, I'm yeah, just a bill. By, oh, I'm only person, a bill again. You know, just not proud to say it. Cheated a little bit in high school. Uh, I do think that dramatically changes life for us. That, I mean, that extra light for a couple months. I mean, you talk about if you like to golf, you know. I mean, that's a big that's a big transition there. How do the farmers October. feel
2: about this? This is for the farmers. This is about them.
1: Yeah, I don't you know most of the farmers? You know, by the time uh, September, October come in, they're fucking mailing it in.
2: Uh, uh, you know, I'm for it. It'll mean the clock in my car will be right. All right, every every month, every Same. part of the year. Mine, so mine's been wrong year. for the last six months. Mine got right today, John. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, all right. 20% off free shipping. Code HAM. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job. So a lot of people, I'm looking at some of the comments here. I've been seeing it. We, people are getting frustrated with their teams. Why aren't we spending? And we can mean a, a variety of teams. Uh, people are upset with free agency right now, John. And uh, they're not... You know, no one's signing Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss, apparently. Why are you not signing
1: Tony Baselli and Ray Lewis included with Ed Reed as a package deal? It's like, guys, most of these names that are signed, let's be honest, you've never heard of. I, I've been saying over and over, you pay for good player, you pay premiums. We'll talk about the guy the Niner signed to a big deal. Like, I, I don't think most 49er fans know much about him. Now, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but like... You know, you overpay to get guys. You just do. That aren't Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, and Devontae Adams. Those guys get extended. The thing with the NFL, unlike baseball, we were talking about this before we hopped on. Like, if Matt Olson wanted to get paid, he had to change teams. If you play for the Rays, if you play for the, the Pirates, you play for certain teams, you have to leave to get your amount of money. That is not the case with the NFL. If you are good, that team will extend you. The reason Jamal Adams, now it turns out he might not be as good, but and Jalen Ramsey got traded, is because they kind of made a stink and like demanded to get traded, right? Most teams, Jalen Ramsey teams would try to keep. <laughs> so it's just the, the the players that become available, you're just paying premiums. You, you're, I would say on average, you know, re- remove the Jags, you're paying an extra. Three to four million dollars a year than what they would get if they normally just extended with their team because most of them are not like all pro guys, right? So they're not getting top of the market if they extend, they would just get like the team friendly extension, but they're still become rich. So I just all these players are getting, you know, I mean, JC Jackson, Belichick said, See ya, got 40 million dollars. Like he, the Patriots were never going to give him 20 million dollars a year
2: or 18 or whatever he got. Yeah, I mean, I think one that will be really interesting is Stefan Like, what is Stephon Gilmore's money? I think it's going to be fascinating, right? He's an I, age guy, though, right? Yeah, he's that's older. what I'm saying. Like, once upon a time, like, that is a name that everybody knows, but he is not at the top tier of free agency right now, given what you just said, given age and, you know, recent injury history. Um, well, he's been used to making a lot, so it's probably hard when he starts
1: hearing numbers that are lower than what he was used to making, right? Someone right. goes, hey, we'll sign you two years, $25 million, and guarantee every penny. He was like... Just a year ago, I was making eighteen twenty, right? So it's hard to come to grips. And the NFL, I would say, different than the other sports, pivots fast.
2: It's like, oh, he's thirty two now. <laughs> you know, you just don't pay or one injury. You know, one half. half and what do you? He, I mean, I know he's healthy, but he's torn, he play the torn quad, season. right? Yeah, makes you nervous. So, so and you, the well, other, part, yeah, he's got to run. <laughs> so that's kind of important. I, I'd argue this. I think it's been pretty good for free agency to this point because it's included. First of all, it hasn't it's included a Aaron Rodgers back? Russell Russell Wilson got traded. Yep. Yeah, it's yesterday's news. Uh, somebody signed somebody interesting now. Uh, so I mean, just that alone, I think was Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper. The, I mean, the big names all got traded, right? Yeah. Th-
1: because those names don't become they don't hit free agency, <laughs> like Amari Cooper to me would have been by far the biggest name in this free agent class, right? Of all the names that I've seen sign.
2: Uh yeah, I mean, did Chandler Jones sign yet?
1: No. That's a pretty big one. But I mean, again, him and Gilmore are over 30 former pro Bowlers who expect right. a lot of money.
2: So they like they're in their own little tier. If Mike Williams had hit free agency in this class, funny thing is,
1: he's kind of well, How old is Mike Williams? Probably 26, 25, he's, I mean, not that old. You think uh
2: he's really? been in the league 5 years? I bet mean, he's 27. Maybe he's not as old as I think. Yeah, he turns twenty eight this year. Okay. Amari Cooper would have got what, like sixty five million guaranteed in free agency? No, I don't. Well, know We got if he sixty got, the last time, but I don't know if he would have got that much. But he would have got forty five. He would have got a several year deal. I mean, Amar, Amari's sneaky not very old. Uh hundred million on the stream says if Gilmore signed with the Niners, y'all wouldn't be speaking of age. <laughs> I love of age. Mark Cooper's uh, 27 years old. He's pretty young. Well, you know who's younger than than a that I thought is Honey Badger. Who turn he's I mean he'll turn 30 I think in May. Honey Badger's had like this whole career before he's turned oh. 30. It's pretty I mean still a a solid player, John.
1: Yeah, I got my, my Intel cuz I text about Ward try to get some information. And then I said, "Well, you guys just replaced, obviously, Eric Reed's brother. Is it DJ Reed, Stanford? No. Not D- no DJ Reed's the corner. It's two E's and DJ. J- Reed. J- Justin Reed. Justin one Reed. Reed. J- Justin Reed. Uh, part of it is Justin Reed's just younger, and Honey Badger. You know, it's just he's still good, but the but the, the the arrow now no longer even points neutral. It kind of leans down. So you just they gave Reed some money." You know, he's three years, thirty one a half, year.
2: Three years, 31 and, a half million.
1: and part of replacing Honey Badger is Honey Badger hangs his hat on being really smart. Well, they're replacing him with a really smart player, right? They this guy's brilliant, I guess. I, the Reed family. I remember Eric was LSU guy, but he was Stanford level. Like Eric was really, really intelligent. So that's the key to like the Chiefs thing. If you're going to replace a smart player, that's an underrated part about free agency. When you do let a guy walk do you replace him with another intelligent player? Because if you had a really smart player in a position that's not like guard, but if it's like center, middle linebacker, safety, obviously quarterback, you can't then replace that guy with a dumb guy because then you lose double whammy. It's like he might not be as good of a player and he doesn't know what's going on. So like to me, when you get centers, like he better be smart. When you get middle linebackers, he better be smart. When you get safeties, he better be smart. Like pretty clear, you watch Jimmy Ward like, Jimmy Ward has his physical deficiencies, but I always feel like Jimmy Ward knows what's going on. Yeah, it's you yep. need intelligent players at certain positions. Like, there's just no way around. It. Like ultimately, like I can get away with it. Wide receiver, remember what was the use check? Like Brandon, come in motion. Like you, you just other people can help you out. Just get open. Obviously, you want you know Devonte, people that are brilliant, but not everyone is just you can get by with talent. I think it's safety is impossible to get by with talent. Like you're just kind of out there by yourself. You got all these things coming at you.
2: <laughs> you know, you got a lot of moving you're, parts. You're who said this? Uh, maybe Charlie Weiss said that. Uh, maybe it was Weiss who I heard say this a month or two ago, a few months ago. It was a former coach for sure who said the the first key to football is it's a chess match between the safety and the quarterback. I thought it was a really simple way to distill like what's happening on the field, right? Cuz when you are the safety what you're talking about, now you're make you are making you are making decisions based on the other maybe the smartest guy on the other side of the field. And maybe
1: you can you can manipulate him too a little, right? He can manipulate you,
2: you can manipulate him. Yeah, except him. his that's right. Both of your coaches are using you to manipulate each other. Yeah. So you can't right. have a guy that's in no man's land. And I would right? say it's probably been an underrated part specifically of the 49ers maybe an underrated part of the chiefs is they've changed that position over time uh the niners have had stability at safety for several years now yeah long time
1: both spots really since you and i have been together right for a decade now they've had just pretty consistent safety play even starting with golston and whitner obviously different style but those two Mm. guys knew what to do good point then transition into eric reed to jimmy ward to tart like they've just had like to me could you get honey badger cheap like, to me, I would be interested in Honey Badger, putting him next, you know, can especially if they are kind of uh, irreplaceable. Than yeah, just if they are you know, the transition between the two guys. Because I would say the Niner safety, I don't have to have a guy camp chancellor in the box. And I think a lot of the league has gone away from that. It's why Jamal Adams feels so out of place. It's like, what's? Is he, why don't they just play linebacker? <laughs> you know, it's like, you need guys to cover now. And Honey Badger can do that. But you see uh, the kid from Utah, Got broken off by the Ravens, Marcus Williams, Williams, who had the obviously the famous play to Stefan Diggs. But I, I think he is known as an intelligent. Like that's a, Everyone has a fuck up, right? I mean, Ray Lewis fucked up. Reggie White fucked up. But what I was think Reggie's viewed, big fuck up? I don't know. I'm just sure oh. he blew an assignment. Probably, maybe not. But I would say as a DB, like every DB is fucked up. That just happened to be devastating. You know, 50, 40 million people were watching. But I've always heard really. I think that guy's a really good player. Yeah, I, Utah produces smart guys. Like I would bet on Utah guys, especially their DBs. Right? They usually yeah. know what they're doing.
2: Uh, KC says Honey Badger wants fifteen million. That's a problem per year. <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, Trubisky two year money. Trubisky, by the way, John, the money as you you said on the stream yesterday, when the money's not out right away, it's usually not really impressive. And the two years, fourteen million dollars is Mitchell's number in uh, Pittsburgh. Because because I it hit me this morning, I'm like, I haven't still haven't seen
1: Mitchell's money. So I typed it in Twitter, and I just saw fourteen and a half. So I texted you. And I was thinking like, you know, that feels a little extreme, but it made more sense when then you texting back. It actually two years, fourteen and a half million. <laughs> so that means the fourteen and a half million is not all guaranteed. You know, it's, it's 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 is this the slowest leak of all the contracts so far this year? Like what the fuck? How much did you pay him? Is it actually? Well, the guaranteed is four point two. Like is that what's going on? Yeah, we'll find that one out in two
2: weeks.
1: (laughs) has there been a slower leak of a contract than Trubisky so far? Every single contract comes out. No, I think that's the slowest one. (laughs) (laughs) Would it shock you if it comes out that the the guaranteed is actually under seven million?
2: That would surprise me, yes. So maybe well I guess you're you're saying that it's like fourteen, year one it's like six, and year two, it's eight. Something like but that. even if even if the first year is like ten, but I'm only
1: guaranteeing you like five. So if like something gets a little weird, I can cut you or something. If Jimmy Garoppolo
2: falls in my lap, yeah, I don't know if that's happening. Good quarterback still available. Uh, so th- one of the things that happened on Tuesday morning, a flurry, a flurry of news, John, when at uh, Jordan Schultz at nine forty two a.m. in the West as they say in the news business, Deshaun Watson's meeting with the Niners per league source. That, uh, what time was that? 9.42. So at 9.52, Matt Mayoko tweeted, the 49ers are, capital letters, N-O-T not, meeting with Deshaun Watson, a source just told me. Three minutes later, Peter Schrager, the 49ers are not meeting with Deshaun Watson, no caps. And uh, that ended quickly. And um, you and I started texting about it right away. My, my initial take was, I think Deshaun called them to see if they would be interested. And uh, the question is, okay, they didn't meet with him. Should the Forty ers have met with Deshaun Watson? Well, I, I, just a bigger picture. You
1: could say that this is, they still, like we've been lied to before. I'm going to take them at face value because they were really aggressive about getting the nose out there. Like really aggressive. No one no one shoots down any rumors this time of year. It's not worth it. You don't have the energy. It doesn't truly matter. This is the first rumor that got shut down during free agency, and it got shut down fucking hard. Notice the Browns aren't shutting down any rumors about them being like... Well, no, they're going to meet... They're, they're meeting them <laughs> today, the Browns. But I, the Niners shot that down very fast. So, I, to me, there's still a percentage that they could just... They don't want it out there because if they can't, you know, if they don't pull the trigger, you tray. But to me... I I think that you know the, I was gonna say the boat has sailed. the The story has sailed. Ship, What's the Ship the, has sailed. The ship the ship has sailed. I, I think it's just over. Like last year, I was told before the stuff came out, and before obviously Trey Lance, the trade was made. The Forty ers and De- Deshaun wants to come play for Kyle. Like he's very interested. It'd be one of the teams, and I, I think we had talked about that before. But ever since everything happened, and listen, we say it all the time, no one knows what's happened beside him and all the massage therapists that he was sleeping with. But regardless, whether he's guilty or innocent, he's a red flag guy moving forward. Period, point blank, end of story. Roethlisberger carried with him Lake Tahoe still to this day. Like, that's never going away. And part of drafting Trey Lance was you get this raw guy that you need to work with. There is no guarantee by any means. The likelihood that he's ever good as Deshaun Watson would be below 50%, right? Because most quarterbacks don't ever become as good as Deshaun Watson in the history of football. Like he's, he's already immediately like a top five, six quarterback. The majority of people that play the position never become a top 10 quarterback. They have talent. They don't have talent. Well, regardless, but a huge reason you did this. And I think, uh, Easier uh, way to talk Kyle into this like you got this raw product you're going to work with was the character stuff and remember last year during the Colts thing that it came out that they had this special tag for special individuals and they value character at the highest level of any NFL team and it was two guys in the first round it was Devontae Smith who was known as like the leader of Alabama's program for like the last four years and Trey Lance so y- you're going to get in bed with a character guy who again it's all this stuff might go away but the stories don't go away. Like he, he was sleeping around, with massage Like his judgment now is a question mark moving forward. At a position where you need their judgment to be the number one thing. So, uh, you just, I, I, you cannot like I. You just, they're doing the right thing if they are telling the truth and not fucking with them. Well, I get why Deshaun Watson would be interested. Of
2: course, he'd come here; they'd win, right? Well, I think the Niners. If I were Deshaun Watson, the Niners would be my number one destination. That would be my preferred destination. Would if you said okay, your options are the Saints and Dennis Allen, Matt Rule and the Panthers, the Colts and Frank Reich, which would, would be it's not an option, right? Because no. they 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 asked and the Texans said no. Uh, the Falcons. Okay, I, I guess I know Arthur Blank. Atlanta would be. But don't, don't cool. you
1: think once the Niner thing is not an option, which will take him at face value, they say no, he starts getting desperate and he calls the Falcons because he'd rather just play in Atlanta, Magic yeah. City, I the mean, strip club, than the other two places?
2: Cle- Cleveland, I think, would be attractive based on Stefanski, but I, the Niner's yeah. would be my number one. No? Okay, well, look, the Niner's would be my number the, one. The, got, the, the city. the city. They just got bad. Amari. Yeah, yeah, the city. They just the got jump. Amari. They have good they actually They're have good, good on good defense. Offense. It's a good team. Yeah. Um, If we just since you said this, I you made me think of this. The report was the Niners are meeting with him. Yeah, then the report was they're not meeting with him, but meeting with him and talking to him are those the same thing? You could zoom, yeah. I would say a zoom would be a meeting. I would say Kyle and John talk just like. You know, somebody texted and somebody called, like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" That's not a meeting. That'd be talking to. Like, I'm just. My point is, there are semantics here that you could deny. We're not flying to meet him, but we are discussing whether or not we'd want to do it internally. Well, do you, again, I'm just I, saying I there's am, semantics. You're allowed in the to record. have a. Dis- you're allowed to have a discussion. 100. I'm just saying specifically not meeting with him doesn't. If we're playing devil's advocate here, doesn't necessarily mean not thinking about it. I agree. I, I just my, my overall
1: take when it comes to these situations is you always got to be leery of what gets put out on both sides. That nothing is believable. Like we, we have the teams have zero prerogative to tell anybody the truth beside what they're doing internally. Where the agents are the opposite. Right. One thing is pretty clear that they're trying to drum up this crazy interest. And obviously, I think people, if he was a clean player, like the massage therapist, the interest would be outrageous. You wouldn't even need to use Twitter, right? Like, did you notice who didn't need to use Twitter? The Seattle Seahawks, (laughs) right? Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, they don't need to use Twitter. But Deshaun Watson, when you're a walking red flag and you got 22 people still suing you, the conversations on the other side, they're asking themselves, like, do we really want to do this? And then you see the only two teams that really are willing to like completely look past everything immediately are two teams like, do I even want to play there? And then you're desperate to go to the Niners, and even Atlanta, you're like, well, we get it, but we don't really, you know, our quarterback situation, we're kind of stuck. To me, for the Niners, I don't think Houston would want Trey Lance. Not that they don't think he's a good player. I think they think they have something in Davis Mills. I think you would have to do a double whammy if they were interested. You'd trade Trey Lance, which I think would have immediate value, and you'd get a couple first round. You would accumulate what you traded for, and then you'd have to use that to trade the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. That's how, if they were to go down that road, that's what they would have to do. Do you agree
2: yeah. with that? Yes, absolutely. And I do think you could get two two ones for Trey. Carolina might do it. Carolina might do it. Who knows? The
1: giant. you just, who knows? I think it would be very, very interesting, some of these teams. Yeah. Hell, Washington could pivot in a heartbeat. Say, like, fuck it. We just, we didn't think this guy would be available. Just cut Carson.
2: I think there's a big difference between going to get Tom Brady and have it in play while Trey Lance waits and going to get Deshaun Washington and abandoning Trey Lance after a year, unless you don't think Trey Lance can play. But if you think Trey Lance can play, and, and you said this to me earlier, and I think you're right, just the odds, and this this is not a reflection of Trey. The odds that first round quarterbacks turn into a quarterback as good as Deshaun Watson or I mean it's under 50 50, right? Yeah, in a va- in a vacuum, the the football aspect of it, Deshaun has the the advantage, right? Yeah. He's young and he's good. The odds that you become that guy are low. So uh it has to be to me a direct reflection. What do you, just? What do you think? What do you guys think of Trey Lance? Well, if I told you right like, now, I don't that care not, so much about like is Trey Lance ready to win a Super Bowl this year. Do you think he can become a really good player if coached by you? And if, if so, I told, then just stay away from this. If
1: I told you right now that Trey Lance will become Deshaun Watson, but the Niners have to trade every single draft pick they have in this draft, would they do it? Just, wait, wait. Trey Lance would become as good as Deshaun. Yeah, would they just? You just got to get. You do not get any of your picks. They just all disappear with the Niners. So sign just it's like
2: an invisible NFL tax. Your picks disappear, but in exchange, the genie makes Trey Lance as good as Deshaun Watson. Yes, you would do that.
1: Would it even take them more than five minutes to say
2: yes? No. Even all the comp picks, John, the comp gods, everything. You got to get rid of it all. Some people in the stream are like, check out Pelistaro's Twitter. He released the the comps are out. The Niners <laughs> have, of course, two third round comps.
1: I, I, listen, and I, I am someone who I don't even understand optics. I, I think they are the most meaningless thing going right now uh, in our segmented society. I think they mattered a lot more 20, 30 years ago because everyone was consuming the same thing. Uh, I, you just think like what Twitter saying. Yeah, 20% of society is on Twitter and 10% of that 20% or you know, 10% of that 100% actually tweet. So, like, the majority of people, then the freak-out reaction is irrelevant. But this one, I I do think decision-making at quarterback matters, and
2: I question Deshaun Watson's decision-making. I would add that I think there are a lot of things that get very overblown on Twitter. Clearly, if you just look around, you see a lot of people, a lot of corporations making decisions based on what will get them credit on Twitter. I think a lot of you know, a lot of people make decisions based on that simple metric. And it's a mistake. Major. There are other things that are real, like real world controversies that are not just Twitter based. And I would say Deshaun Watson is in that real world category. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Um. So in any event, that's that
1: it, it would be it would be an all time pivot. You know, it'd, it'd be a pretty crazy moment for these guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, it'd be crazy to get Brady. That's not a pivot. This would be a pivot to a guy who just was didn't play all last year and might be suspended and not, like, suspended for, you know, deflating footballs. Yeah. So I, I think it's a lock he gets suspended for at least four games. Yeah, Big Ben got six and it got reduced to four. Just whatever that's worth. I don't know how you compare the Ze- two things. Remember, but. Zeke got in a little trouble. Yeah, Remember got like, can six. you have Alvin Kamara and suspended for four games and Deshaun Watson suspended for four games suspended for the same thing amount of games?
1: I mean, that's where the people on Twitter start screaming. I, I don't.
2: I, but I'm not, not even I'm just saying you no, like, I know, I know I'm, I'm not I don't know. It's, it's it's a hard game to play. Yeah. OK, Uh. so I want to play you something because Deshaun, as it relates to Jimmy Garoppolo, is screwing things up for the 49ers. Take a look at I was watching McAfee today. Look at this appearance by a uh, Rap Sheet. For those of you who are listening to this and can't see it, I'll describe it. We'll describe it for you afterwards, but, but uh, watch this.
0: The Indianapolis Colts have done nothing, have the most amount of money. Everybody else is doing stuff. Who do you see moving today? Jimmy G, is he going to be on the move today? How about Stefan Gilmore?
2: Again, just for people watching. Watch Rap Sheet's reaction when McAfee says, Jimmy G, is he going to be moved today? going to be on the move today. How about Stephon Gilmore? For those of you listening, he gives the like, ah, I don't think so, kind of head nod, face grimace. Rap Sheet, when I'm asked about Jimmy. Today.
1: How about Stephon?
2: So is that simply a result of Deshaun Watson screwing this thing up for the 49ers? Uh, or were they going to be in this situation even Deshaun Watson wasn't interviewing with teams?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a podcast that said that they had a second round, ta- uh, second rounder on the table and it yeah. got aggregated pretty heavily.
2: That second rounder,
1: that. if that second rounder is still on the table, I would, uh, if anyone's listening to this with decision-making power over at uh, Santa Clara, I would recommend you take that second rounder and fucking run. And even though they say it's now turned into a third rounder, I would also take that as well. Do whatever it takes to make this happen. It's starting to get a little weird. There's no doubt about it. And I think it's fair to say that the rap, that, not rap sheet, the Sean Watson thing, like you alluded to, is is impacting this heavily. Because you look at, I, I think the Saints are a team that, flying a little under the radar for Jimmy Garoppolo. And obviously they're going to take Deshaun Watson over Jimmy Garoppolo if they can get him, right? They're all in. I think it's pretty clear, though, that it's coming out that he's hesitant to go. I think if Sean Payton was their coach, he'd probably be a New Orleans Saint. And I think a lot of people would be saying, Deshaun would be crazy to not go with Sean Payton. The offense... I think Dennis Allen changes it dramatically for them. It's a little, in this instance, it's a little like college recruiting and you go from Sabin to just a random good coach. You know, I don't even know if this guy's good, but just a random like non-Power 5 guy that just got a sweet job. They're like, eh, I don't know, right? And I think that's really hurting the Saints, which, but until he says yes, they're still going to tell themselves they have a shot and Jimmy Garoppolo... You know, I, you know, a lot of people are saying that the Colts now are not as interested. Who knows? I mean, the Colts do not have a quarterback. Part of the reason, I mean, McAfee just can't even help it. He's kind of going fan there. Like, what the fuck are the Colts going to do? But w- What are they going to do? Like, they do not have a quarterback. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Maybe that's what the Niners keep thinking. Like, they're going to get desperate. They're going to go with Mariota. Mariota was in their division when he got ran out of town, Right.
2: Well, the Steelers made a decision to go with a seven million dollar quarterback who's just a bridge, right? Now the Steelers are a little at a different place than the Colts are. Mike Tomlin's won a championship, right? The Colts have been building and building and building but they, and building. But,
1: they, but in fairness, they haven't really
2: been winning much lately. Who? You know, in terms of when's the last time the Steelers won a playoff game? I, three well, I mean, years. they went to the playoffs this year. The Steelers. I mean, the the Colts have been like. The Colts just lost to the Jags at the end of the regular oh, no. season, got kept out Bad. of the play. So I think that my point is just the Colts are in a more desperate spot. So okay, maybe. Um, the Colts were willing to pull Phillip Rivers out of retirement during last season. So I think they would take uh they they would do I I think they would take on Baker if the Browns got Deshaun. I think Baker would go to the Colts. If Deshaun would go to Atlanta, I think Matt Ryan would go to the Colts. Like, I agree there. I, I, I like. I think Deshaun going to Cleveland would be bad for the 49ers because then it puts Baker on the market. And even though Baker – you could argue how – the ba- here's my thing with Baker, John. I could just see a team going – we're not going to pick up his – is he on his fifth-year option this year? Yeah, he's going into it. Fine. I'll just play him on his fifth-year option. I'd rather have Baker as my bridge quarterback than Jimmy only based on the possibility – that Baker can actually become a solid quarterback for me. Now, the problem with Baker is the same problem with Jimmy. He hurts his shoulder. He's hurt. He played last year hurt, right? Surgery went well, according to Baker and Jimmy. If you were the Colts, would you take Baker or Jimmy? I think they really, you know,
1: you talked about it, how you often pivot with a coach or a specific quarterback. You know, asshole, nice guy. Nice guy, asshole. That's true. You're going to go from Carson Wentz to Baker. Now, his fifth-year option... Well, quarterback money not much. It is $18 million. Now that's 9 less than Jimmy. But we, the one thing that we say Jimmy resonates with them is the character teammate stuff. I would say Baker would be pretty big question mark there. Not bad, but a little like Wentz, just something's a little off, right? It feel like different they feel like completely different humans but on a similar road of just like, yeah, it's not ideally the type of guy we wanted. It's like, well, what's really bad about him? Like nothing. It's hard to totally pinpoint and describe to you. But when you're surrounded every day, you know, it's one of those.
2: It's true. It's a very good point. And you would say the Niners went out of their way to keep Jimmy around for an extended period of time. The Browns are not doing that. Now, part of it is just they're good. They're coming to a point where you have to pay a young quarterback a lot of money and they don't want to do it. I think he's to- in a weird spot. If you told the Browns, Baker's your quarterback for the next two years for, th- you know, f- f- I don't know, $38 million. Would they just be like, wait, well, yeah, whatever. Okay. But yeah. the problem is that he's trying 38, to 38, 38, 38 total, 38 total. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like an $18 million quarterback. Yeah. Right. $19 million quarterback. Fine. I don't know. I, I, I just think that there are, there are a lot of teams that there are a lot of dominoes here that Deshaun controls, and the Niners are, it's totally out of their control. And on top of that, Jimmy is a depreciated asset, even if Deshaun's not in the mix, because he's he had, sh- he had shoulder surgery, which in the end might hurt Jimmy and Don. If they delayed surgery to force a release, it could hurt them. Uh, the, my only pushback on that, though, if he would
1: have got surgery two days after the NFC Championship game, he still would be injured right now. He wouldn't be close to rehabbing.
2: Or yeah, he would but be like, rehabbing.
1: So it it was a month difference, and he's he's available potentially mid July. So he would have been available mid June, like that's when OTAs end. I, I just don't think he would have practiced in the spring, regardless. I, I think it's an easy. I've heard a lot of people say that, and it, it makes sense when you say it. But when you really think about it from the date perspective, so you're
2: out on conspiracy theory surgery. I'm
1: not necessarily, I think it was kind of an FU, but I don't actually think it would have changed that much. I, I think they did it specifically as an FU, kind of, or w- we're going to do it on my time, I'm going to go. But the actual logistics of it, it wasn't like 90 days where it's like, you know, he would have been at worst ready like a
2: couple weeks into
1: OTAs. Like, I think he's out of OTAs regardless. Because
2: we're not talking. But there's like, a difference you know, between getting traded and getting released. The problem is, if you get released, you have to then go make up the money that you lost by not well, my, getting traded. My,
1: but my point is, though, if he had gotten the surgery a day or two after, he's still physically in the same situation today as of I the fall. day before. You know, so yeah. like, what really does it? really so it makes the most sense to try market? and
2: rehab and not get surgery. That does make sense to try and rehab it with, and never get surgery.
1: Which yeah, I, it most might people not would be nefarious.
2: naturally want to avoid surgery at all costs anyway.
1: Yeah, I got a bum knee. I don't don't want
2: to go under the knife. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I think the question is, how many meetings is Deshaun taking? Like, when we talked about this on Monday, there was two meetings Monday night. He'll make a decision. Okay, Niners timeline, make a decision Tuesday. Things shake itself out. Now you got 24 hours to deal with Jimmy. But it's like Deshaun is begging somebody other than the Saints or the Panthers to want him. And now they're trying to drum up Atlanta. And even Atlanta... You know, Atlanta's kind of complicated, right? Because Deshaun makes 30. If they trade Matt Ryan, what does that do to his dead cap? I mean, it probably gets, he usually gets cut either in half or by a
1: large percentage. Okay. But I just read that they restructured his contract, you know, to push some money back. This was sprung on them. Like, I don't think they had any interest. Not that they wouldn't want him on their team, but they didn't think it was a possibility. And then, boom, he calls them because he's. I think his back's against the wall a little bit. A little like the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo, it feels like. Both these situations are the quarterbacks not necessarily in the driver's seat.
2: Well, I'll tell you, it feels like we're at a point where, what is it, 1 1:00 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday, right? Free agency begins. you got to be under the cap. We've already seen the Niners restructure d Ford. They've waited this long. If Deshaun hasn't picked the destination by 1 p.m. Pacific Wednesday, which means that Colts, Browns, Saints, whoever, they're they're still waiting on Deshaun, which means that they're not trading for Jimmy, then I got to think the Niners might hold on to him for another 24 hours. You wait on a couple deals. You do do a couple of those things like, uh, you know how on uh, college football signing day guys sign but they make the teams, the colleges not announced because they want to put the hat on during the All-American game like two weeks later. Maybe you agree to a couple deals with guys but you don't sign it so you can stay under the cap and hope that by Thursday, you can trade Jimmy because Deshaun has chosen. It kind of feels like they've they've held this long. I have a hard time seeing them. They're releasing him one o'clock on Thursday or Wednesday. Excuse me, one o'clock on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I mean if they're if they're under the cap with him on the roster, I could see that. But how far are you willing to go? Like, are you willing to just hold on a couple extra days and then have egg on your face, basically? Because are are you embarrassed to cut him tonight or tomorrow morning? Well, there's no point in doing it tonight, Could, right? Because I, I think it's fair to say the, the Cowboys would have cut Amari Cooper if they wouldn't have found a trade. I think that's fair to say, right? They, yeah, they had, had to space for
2: team. Randy Gregory, yeah.
1: But do you agree with that? Like Amari was going one way or the other. Yeah, because he was – yes. They, they just had to do it because they needed to re-sign some guys. They let other guys walk. Like the 49ers are – I do think that not feeling themselves, but they are trying to say to this, like, this guy has value. We're not just going to give him up, which we've said over and over. I think – I think it's a risky way to operate at this point because his... Now, they would say, and if you're right, if you don't need his cap space to sign someone right now and we ultimately have a couple trade targets with maybe some of our picks, players in the league, what's the rush? If that's true, that's fine. But if it hinders your ability to do something, I think it's pretty moronic. And I, I think there is relatively quickly, there is a peace of mind to like, he's off the team. It's all on Trey, right? You could argue what's the difference if it doesn't hinder you to sign anyone Wednesday or Saturday, right? Beside like our
2: social lives. Yeah. And I don't think the Niner. Yeah, I know the tournament. I don't think the Niners care too much about that peace of mind.
1: I do think it matters. Once like guys are reporting as Jimmy just reports and rehabs when
2: Trey that would be a little weird. It, I agree, it's a little weird. He but Do gave you agree his that by speech? But but would you agree that doesn't seem like that's high in the Niners' priority list? Is we just gotta have this guy out of the building? It doesn't seem like they think that.
1: Not way. necessarily high at, like on their priorities, out of the building. But I do think they know, like there is no return to work with him on the team. Like that's that'd be pretty questionable business. I think <laughs> return to work. I just mean like if I tell office you, office is you, back you know, open. Yeah, w- 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 but in football, like, there as a date when guys just show back up, like, as a team, right? Camp arm. Wouldn't it be weird if he's just sitting there next to, like,
2: I'm back, guys. Mariota. <laughs> they're like, oh, we gave number 10 to Char- uh, Charvarius, actually. Did you I see Carlos that. Rodon, the uh, guy that one of the pitchers, the uh, Giants signed, wears 55? They're like, you're going to wear 55? It was like, nah, I'm not gonna wear fifty-five. Like out of respect for Linsicum. I, I saw that. I saw
1: Bob say after he said uh, multiple motorcycle uh rides for Tatis, no more motorcycle rides for Fernando. Motorcycles are banned.
2: I would get everybody off a of motorcycle, honestly, if I were them. I would tell guys no skiing. Like I I would I'd no pickup hoops. No pickup hoops. None of that yeah. stuff. So um I don't think this is so much about, I know I've seen a few people say this in the chat, like this is about pride for the Niners. I mean, it's definitely, there's I, think an there's element. An, I think there's an element of well, There can't, I absolutely, but I also think there is a hard cold. We have that. We have this, we have a starting quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback. You agree with that? Uh, yes. I'll, He's a yeah, starting quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So we have a starting quarterback. You're telling me we're going to get rid of a starting quarterback and get nothing in return. That just doesn't compute. It doesn't make any sense. No, we can't do that. That's 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 a waste of an asset. I don't care if we get a fifth. Like that is a waste of an asset. I could see them. Like it is wasteful. It is wasteful. And if we think we can get anything for him after his shoulder heals, maybe we we would rather do that. As crazy he's, as that. If, if he
1: sh- if he's on the sideline in a sling during OTAs, I think that's one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. I really do.
0: I I agree. It's and crazy. And they they,
1: they, will, they will get crushed. Like you, you're holding on to something that might not be there.
2: I, I agree. And we talked about this the other day. I also think at the end of the day, I don't think that really would matter that much for them if they ultimately got what they were looking for out, if they got a pick out of it. At the end of the day, I don't, you know, part of that, part, that situation, if it came to that would be a bet on your building They're like we can handle this. Yes, it's weird, but we can handle this. It would be weird.
1: It's, why are you betting on your building on that? Like, that's unfair to put guys in
2: situations.
1: It's, it's an yeah, uncomfortable I, league, I would be shocked.
2: I would be pretty surprised if it came to that, and I think it's weird. I don't think we'd look back on the season and go, man, Niners had a playoff team, and you know, of the, but I'd even, the situation I'd even argue it's not weird them. for like
1: check and Trent and Debo, like those guys. Would be, I think it's weird for the one guy that matters, and that's the quarterback. Puts him in a weird spot.
2: Right? Maybe, maybe Jimmy's not standing on the sideline with a sling. He's just not You'd, there. <laughs>
1: Then it's like, what are we doing? The whole thing is—it's it, gonna. Yeah, it's, it, it is its going to be, its officially weird if he's on the team come Monday at one o'clock. It's
2: officially weird. It, it well, yeah. It's I—I'd say it's—it's it's it's weird. weird if it's weird one o'clock on Wednesday. I'd say it's weird, but yeah. it could get weirder. It could get weirder. John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about a badass company called Buck Mason buckmasoncom slash ham right now you get a f-r-e-e free t-shirt with any purchase hell you can buy a t-shirt get another t-shirt free i've been getting dms people have been tagging us taking advantage of the offer anyone listening to this or watching this that already is a buck mason uh, owner as by the way this what i got on right now also buck mason i've not worn this one uh since we got the sponsorship but this was a pre-sponsorship purchase i paid my hard money Uh, hard-earned money for this and uh, i love it you can't get this one anymore either this one's out of production too uh but buck mason makes fantastic stuff go check him out buckmason.com slash ham
1: guy yesterday buckmason.com slash ham i ordered 350 dollars worth of shit did you really well just because i started ordering t-shirts i ordered several v-necks i ordered i when we got sent our stuff i got like a uh a button-up short-sleeve shirt. It's yep. like a good, you know, like summertime. I ordered. I had the white version. I ordered the black version, and then I ordered two pair of like uh, the shorts that are like sweatpant material. Oh. That I just need because you know I wear a lot of my workout shorts around the house. But I I I've thought like I kind of want to separate shorts that I'll work out in, and then shorts that I just lounge around the house in. And I'm like, these two shorts, I'm gonna lounge around the house in these things. So I I got that pair and Ooh, I, I got the gray pair. I want a pair of those. Yeah, they they're sweet. They're, those are you know, they, they were 75 bucks, but you know, boom, I'm going to rock them both. I got and I got the other pair too that kind of has like a a gray commando
2: look. I like it. I am a huge fan of the uh, Buck Mason hoodie. Huge fan of the Buck Mason hoodie. Um you're wearing it right now. I think it's it's to me the best. I think it's what is it called? Um interloop I'm not a, a. To me, fleece gets too hot, too heavy, too fast, and my beard cuts it up. What I love about these interloops, they're not too heavy, but they're not too thin. So it's a little chilly out. You go outside, you can throw a jacket on it, no problem. But it's going to keep you warm in the house and you know cool conditions. It's perfect, very comfortable, uh, and my 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 thick fucking bristly hair doesn't on my neck doesn't uh, scratch it up. So I'm a big fan of it. It's well made. You can tell it's well made. I'm a big fan of the Pima tee. I'm a big fan of a good slub tee as well. Those options are there. So whatever you get, you can just get a t-shirt. You'll get another t-shirt. They got V-necks. They got crew necks. They got straight bottom. They got tall legs. They got short length. They got uh, uh, the scoop. They got the scoop bottom, uh, which are very popular. So whatever you want, go get it. Buck, B-U-C-K Mason slash ham. Free t-shirt. We sent you. And hey, we always love you don't get anything extra for this, but uh, we always love when you DM us. Just show us your order. We appreciate the support, everybody. And Uh, This is a great way to, um, this is a great way to support. If you're looking for something, jump on
0: it. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it.
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. I love, uh, I just saw some of the comments of people like, it's expensive clothes. Like, you guys living in America in 2022, right? Like, I mean, uh, a sandwich where I live costs you $23. You know, I mean, I, I pay $130 for gas. Like, I think we need to relook. The times of Joan Middlecoff taking a young John Middlecoff shopping and finding a pair of pants for $7. To is got twenty shocks? Is 27 years ago. Because Gotchocks, you know what happened to them? They went under. You know, these. it's like, unless you want to shop at Walmart, like, the world's changed. Now, hopefully, uh, all, the world comes back to Earth. The inflation, fucking, not anytime soon. But, what? like... We live in a time where things are a little more expensive. I, whenever I see, but uh, that's expensive. Like, yeah, things
2: are really expensive right now. You either want them or you get nothing. Well, here's what I would say, too, is if you don't want $75 shorts, that's fine. I will tell you this. If you're in that club, John, uh, a, a, this for a $38 T-shirt, when you get one free, so that basically you get, t- it's a $20 T-shirt, you get two T-shirts for 20 bucks each. Yeah. All right? It's a high-quality T-shirt. I'm telling you, the Pima t, especially, you can, like, wear it out on a Friday night. So if you just just do that, and that's good, and it's good value, and it's way better your quality you're getting, I mean, t- it's just it's better once you're getting a target and a two t shirts for forty bucks is not it's a deal. On do you agree though, from, especially
1: from from a food perspective? Do you think living around the bay for a while you get numb to food
2: prices that probably aren't uh, totally normal or is no. It actually? No, pro- for me, like anytime I pay, it's just I it's just you go damn. I just I think what you kinda what I. I mean I'm used to it but I definitely am aware of it every time I pay it. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but I remember like where, you know my I was my mom's from Israel. That's where she grew up. I went there to I was I was born there. I've been back to visit a lot. When you go to another place and you see how expensive stuff stuff is crazy expensive in some other countries. Like my mom takes cell phones over or whatever because stuff is so expensive there. Like cars are outrageous. I've been outrageous for years.
1: Prius uh, running you like
2: ninety grand? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just
1: anyway. Wait, is it e- is eating out in Israel expensive?
2: Uh no, the eating out is not crazy.
1: Depends. It's, just, it's the, like it's anything. Just the, it's just the stuff, like an iPad there the, Yeah, some of expensive. the
2: stuff. It's, clothes can be really expensive. Trade embargoes? I don't think there's embargoes, but I definitely think there's a markup. Yeah. NATO. Uh anyway. John Bougie middle. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of quality over quantity. Like I was, t- I was talking to my neighbor about this. I'm like, Hey man, look, you can get six t-shirts you hate or have like three you love. Like I just know I hate putting on t-shirts. I don't like that's all. Yeah.
1: Well, you ever bought like a, I remember a couple years ago. I mean, it's been longer than that. probably like six, seven. Yeah, money was not, you know, a couple hundred dollars for a jacket is a lot of money. So, like, Men's Warehouse will have the deal, like, buy one sports coat and get another for free or get another Mm -hmm. half off. Mm -hmm. And when you do it, especially if you spot, like, your first $300 sports coat or something, you're like, whoa. But then you look back, like, I look at it in my closet, and I'm like, you know, I don't. it's a little duller. And I have Mm -hmm. another one that's, like, probably cost $500, which I've got within the last couple years. It's one of those, like, whenever you buy a nice jacket, you end up only wearing it, like, once or twice a year. But you look at it, you're like, this is way sweeter than both those two combined. You're like, why would I ever, I wouldn't do that deal anymore, right? But you just you just change and adapt and, you know, you just realize like nice things can be really, really expensive. You know, if you wanted something nice, now you don't have to have it, right? Like I go back and forth, like I need a new watch. Now, you know, the Rolexes are, they're extra marked up right now as part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like they are because of everything going on. But if you look at like a $9,000 watch, you're like, Unlike Zillow, where you're like, okay, this house is a million dollars, but two years ago, it was 400 grand. Well, when you look at the Rolex, you're like, well, I can't, was two years ago, pre, like, Sleepy Joe and everything? Was this Rolex three grand? Because if I knew that, no. that would throw me off, but I don't know.
2: No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. No, they, I don't think new Rolexes clearly, were ever three grand. I mean, they've been three grand 30, 25 years ago, maybe. they weren't well, three can, grand. You, three you, years you
1: can ago. find a three grand Rolex right now, but my point is, you know, whatever. Not new, what, you
2: can't. I don't even know if you can find one used. It's hard to find new Rolex as part of it. But I'm just saying, I don't think they're 3000 I don't think they were you know $3,000 like, for okay, a long a time. Okay,
1: a used one that's, let's say, $8,000. What was that two years ago? Was it four and a half? Uh, I don't
2: think. Uh, uh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked lately, but what I'm I don't think is, they were th- ever. There's
1: before. no Zillow website for watches.
2: I don't think they've been $4,000 for a long time, is my point.
1: Depends what you're looking at. Apple Different Watch models. doesn't do it for you? No. I but I haven't worn a watch in a couple of years. I just, I just need to get a real. I'm a grown up. I need to get a real watch.
2: You know but what I makes just nice str- watches? I, just, I
1: struggle with the prices. I just don't know what to balance. Like, what is that relative Have you
2: looked? To? You know what makes some nice watches? I think they don't pay us. I've seen a few people wearing them and they're cool and they're like nine hundred, like twelve hundred dollars. Shinola. Have you looked at those? No. Shinola. Well, not bad. See, I but that's back to my me. that's back to my
1: jacket theory. <laughs> Am I better off buying something fifteen hundred dollars or five thousand
2: dollars? But I, what I'm saying is, I think the jacket theory is a three hundred dollar watch. I think you can get a nice fifteen hundred dollar watch. You can, yeah. I would just not. To me, my advice on watches like just don't buy it at Macy's. Well, exactly. You know, a Movado. All due respect, if that's what you're rocking. I, I, I had my. I mean, the only watch I've had in the last
1: like, decade is a Beluva because they were like eight hundred dollars, yeah. and got went went at us. Was going out of business. I got it for like a one twenty five. But was it actually an eight hundred dollars watch? Or they just show that it like was itself? never
2: eight hundred dollars, right? Like it was yeah. no. It probably was one eight
1: hundred, but it was so marked up at eight hundred dollars. Oh my god, I can't even imagine.
2: Uh, check out Coles; they have great deals on the stream. See, that's what I would say is what you should not do in this yeah. in this conversation. All right, John. Uh, speaking of big money, uh, a guy who definitely is buying himself a new uh, new Rolex, Charveris. Ward, new 49er. We are looking at his next-gen stats here. Free agent signing, uh, $26.7 million guaranteed is what the Niners paid him. Uh, His uh, next-gen stat rates, if you want them, completion percentage allowed, 40%, which is number one in the NFL. Expected completion percentage, 47, which is number one in the NFL. Yards per target was third, 4.6. Opponent passer rating, 52.5, was third. Tight window rate. 47%, Forty-seven percent, which was first. So, uh, Kansas City, you know, you know some people around the uh, Chiefs. You know some people around the league. What are what's the league saying about uh, new Niners cornerback Jarvis Ward? I'll give you a couple. Good,
1: really good number two. Thought he would get around twelve million dollars. I like him. Good press corner. Loses focus sometimes, but who doesn't at that position? Ball skills aren't great. But he's young and talented and still has room to grow. As a person, the Chiefs really like the guy. Good guy, small town kid, pretty quiet. Another just independent arbitrator who just evaluated him as a player. Really solid player, fits the Niners scheme, not a ball hawk. So now, multiple people, like he is not Richard Sherman picking Deion Sanders, like that ain't his thing. Now he might make plays on the ball cuz he's long, you know, he's 6 foot 1 whatever, but he is not like high pointing balls in the air as a cornerback. Now, you could argue <laughs> Niners besides what's his name, play at the end of the Rams game where they've never seen a play like that. But he's big, tough, fast, he'll tackle, good zone player, fits the scheme. So I think part of it is they're overpaying this player as we talked about. You overpay in free agency several million dollars. But relative to the other crew, Right, like J.C. Jackson got $13 million or $14 million more guaranteed dollars. This guy is 25 years old, been a starter for one of the best teams in the league.
2: You know, him and J.C. Jackson are interesting because they've both been in the league four years. They have both played about the same amount of games, 62 games for Jackson, 56 games for Ward. Both were undrafted, by the way. Uh, Ward, 43 starts. J.C. Jackson, 39 starts. Uh, interceptions, J.C. Jackson 25, Ward 4. J.C., so, I, I would say J.C. is known to have elite ball skills. I, I would say the numbers reflect that, yeah. <laughs> and that is something the Niners have lacked, right? is Intercepting passes has not been one of the that's hallmarks. A, that's of a
1: large game. difference in picks. 25, you know 25 picks and 39 starts, that, that ratio alone is... Now, I know in some of those other games, I bet he was, you know, nickelback playing, but... That's a high number. 25 picks as a corner in four years. And I would imagine the first year as an undrafted free agent, he probably wasn't just unlimited playing time. It's really been the last couple years. That's a lot of fucking picks. Jesus. I didn't realize that.
2: His 23 passes defended. J.C. Jackson led the league last year. Wardhead has 29 in four years.
1: Yeah. J.C. Jackson is on another level in terms of production with the ball, which is an elite skill to have. This guy is really, you paid less just to get a big body that can do what you want him to do, right? They were willing to pay less to get a big body guy who's less talented, right? Because ultimately, if you're not picking the ball off and the other guy is, I mean, J.C. Jackson the last two years has 17 interceptions. Like, there's a chance Diggs, who I think had 11 last year, right, and had all those pick sixes and all the picks, he could easily go from like 11 to three and not even get 17 in two years with an 11 year, like 17 picks in two years is fucking a lot. Nine and eight back to back. Yep. Yep. Rome. But but do you you understand? I could see the Niners now. I mean, they don't have an unlimited cap space, $40 million for a corner who, you know, doesn't, isn't Revis or anything. is just a lot to swallow. Now, I think J.C.'s deal is like, look at my production. But they they clearly passed on that because they could have been in that mix, right, if they were willing to pay a freight. Because it's not like this guy was like,
2: well, he wasn't interested in California taxes. He's going to L.A. Right. Uh, Rome on the stream, why are we comparing these guys? We know J.C. is elite. I mean, we're comparing them just because they're in the same class, but it's a fair point. The Niners aren't signing Charverius Ward to be J.C. Jackson, but they are signing him to be their best corner, right? That's what they just did. They just – this guy is supposed to be their best cornerback. And I actually think if 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 they could bring Jason Verrett back cheap and then had Ambry and Emmanuel Mosley, some people have suggested playing in the slot, that you just have finally just a solid, you're not asking Ambry. because I one of the reasons I really thought they needed to add a corner was I would I don't want to go into the season asking Ambry Thomas to be my number one or my number two cornerback and Emmanuel Mosley to be the other number one or number two, and that's what I'm rolling into the season with. I think we've seen season after season that the Niners at cornerback need more than that, and I think you give Ambry a better chance at developing if you have somebody else who is your number one corner. And that's what they, they had, I, they, they, I had they, they had to sign a starter, but there are different levels of starters, right? And I, I would say, I'd even push
1: back. JC's not elite. He has elite production. I don't I don't think he's viewed as an elite player. If he was viewed as an elite player, Darrell Rivas... Or Richard Sherman in his prime, he gets more money than forty million dollars guaranteed, right? Someone gives him sixty-five if he was viewed as like a Hall of Fame level all pro for the next five years. He viewed it as a really good starter. This guy's a a tier under him, but has been a starter on one of the best teams in the league. And for the most part, I think he had a game against Jamar Chase that got kind of ugly. But one thing, uh just talking to people like he did go up against typically the other team's best corner. Or, I mean, best wide receiver. He's not afraid. And toughness, like, he does fit things the Niners really value. Right? Physicality, toughness, pressing at the line of scrimmage. So, this is what we talk about. Scheme fit It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This is the second time, though, they've gone to the Kansas City well. Right? I, I know every player is its own independent story, but they went all in on D Ford as a pass rusher, and they're still paying him. Right? And they did this. Like, those are two... Two of the bigger investments, non like you know, homegrown guy, wouldn't you say that the Niners have done under the Kyle John regime? D you got like 40 million and this guy got 20? I mean, that's a lot of money to give two free agents and they had a trade for D Ford,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I would, say, I don't think that's a negative that Kansas City, that you get a player from Kansas City, high level operation, right? Been in big they, games, they like him. played against Mahomes in practice, yeah, in theory, or uh. <laughs> Whoever their back scout team offense, I don't know. Penny. I'm making Penny, stuff yeah. up now, <laughs> but uh, I don't. I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think high level is high level, high level organization, high level guy. Um, undrafted for a different reason than JC Jackson, right? JC Jackson was undrafted because of off the field concerns. This guy was just undrafted. Middle Tennessee State ran a 4-4-4-40. Not at the combine. I did not go to the combine, which is a little. I have to do some digging
1: because I would say it's probably a lot to do with his school because it's over six feet tall running in the four fours. A guy like that usually getting a combine invite. Like I bet if you ask some people like they'd like a do over. I mean, clearly, I mean, he's going to start a, like the combine. They missed on this guy, right? The NFL missed on this player. And it, it might just be as simple as tiny little school. But I, I remember this vividly during the draft preparation, working in the office, small school guys, "Quote unquote HWS height, weight, speed." The moment they do something like this, you run four four at over six foot at corner. That that would every team in the league would get updated on that before the draft. Like he had to be on people's radar. A little surprised he didn't get drafted in the. I, I
2: mean, I, again, I I I, I wickied him, so maybe his four 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 was not even a no, Middle I, Tennessee I State. I, I'm looking at that too. All values from
1: the Middle Tennessee. State Pro Day. Here's the so, other thing, guy. A weird. The Cowboys signed Ward as an undrafted free agent. The Chiefs ended up getting him.
2: This they traded for him before the season. This is a good right? scouting
1: job by Veach, man. That's They fl- they flipped. The The Chiefs landed him August 30th, so basically right before the white waiver claim because they probably, I'm sure, realized this guy's going to get claimed. They flipped some random offensive guard that you've never heard of and landed their starting corner. So the Cowboys the had too years.
2: many corners but needed a backup guard or something like that. Yep, and the Chiefs like, we like this guy. So they watched him play however many snaps he played in the preseason that year for Dallas. That's fucking some scouting right there. Didn't even have to trade a pick for him. That's impressive. And they, and they probably traded a d- guard they were going to cut anyway. Yeah, 100%. This
1: guy's such an underrated prospect. The NFLPA Collegiate Bowl is easily of the Bulls, right? The senior bowl is the best. Then there's the East-West Shrine game, which is more like 5th, 6th, 7th round picks. This collegiate NFLPA bowl is kind of a joke. That's and the that's one where is that in Vegas, right? I think it was this year. It used when I was doing it, it used to be at uh wherever the soccer team where the Dean Spanos played for a couple of years Carson. in Long Beach. Yeah, Carson. That's what to me this guy's story is very NFL, right? Yeah, Small school guy, undrafted free agent, goes to the right team, sweet team. It's like, damn, this guy's fucking six feet, can run. He's a starter. All of a sudden, he gets a big contract. Like, that That just does not happen in these other sports because it's hard to even just survive. As an undrafted free agent, you and I have been going to camp long enough. Honestly, once camp starts, like, it's pretty easy to stand out as an undrafted free Like, you get every opportunity as, like, a fifth rounder does, right? You just, you're, you're in the group with them repping around.
2: Well, that's where I would put he's DJ Jones. The DJ was not undrafted. He was a six-round pick, but I'd say very similar, right? Yeah. You, you do it with your guy. You let him go, and someone else pays him, and then you pay somebody else's guy who's in the same boat. It's not debatable that you get more chances for being a high pick. No
1: one would argue that, and I think it makes older guys in the NFL that were late around draft picks get some mad sometimes. That's true. Just because when you have a good draft grade, you just are going to get more chances. But... It, it's pretty irrelevant where you start. Not necessarily, well, the team where you start matters because scheme and stuff, but in terms of you can be a six-round pick, you can be a seven-round pick, you get an undrafted free agent. If you're good enough, you will get a big contract. Period, point blank. There, there's no way around it. If you become a starter,
2: yeah. either if, that you, team if you, will have to pay you get on the field or you'll though.
1: hit free. You got to get on the field. But it, the NFL of all the sports is the easiest to get on the field because there's just guys get injured, carnage, right? People, a lot of transactions during the season. It's if you're a backup DB, you are not far away from starting half the season, right? Right. <laughs> Hell, we saw it with the Niners. All of a but sudden, being like, a backup guy, DB is just—it's hard to get to that spot, right? Well, yeah, it's training camp is very difficult. Like you got to win it over. But if if you're able to get through that kind of war zone of competition and get to just make the roster, if you can make the roster, you are pretty close to playing. Now, obviously, this guy and DJ Jones are like the high-end version of the people we're talking about. But you can have a seven, eight-year career, even if it's making a couple million dollars, just like this guy's a functional starter. Like well, DJ me, Jones it, is viewed as like a good starter.
2: Charvarius Ward, DJ Jones are the dream. Like, they are the guys that the guys who go in the sixth or undrafted idolize. That's the guy. I, I want that career path right there. And I do think being on good teams kind of helps you sometimes if you're cheap. It, it really does. Because they have expensive players. Yeah. Right, so you can have a roster spot just by being functional. There's other better players around you. They feel a little better putting you on the field. I'd even and say sometimes this, you get some of these small school guys later round guys who are they're really smart. Right? See that to me, that's I just I had to, I forgot
1: where DJ Jones. DJ Jones went to Ole Miss. Now he was undersized, but it's like SEC guy. I bet everyone in the league knew about him. Chavarius... how do you say his name? <laughs> Char, I don't know how, how much you C pronounce Ward. that first R. How about C-Ward?
2: <laughs> C-Ward.
1: My guy C-Ward. To me, the difference, like if you do play at UCLA or Texas, even if they're down, like you're just having so many people come through. When you play at like Weber State or Middle Tennessee or some of these random schools, like there is a chance if they don't view anyone on your team as a prospect, no one really comes through all year. Like, is anyone going to see me? <laughs> right. It has to cross your mind. Like, am I going to, if you're playing at Ole Miss you hop every in the day, portal. You, every day you look at Old Miss, you're like, fuck, there's 17 scouts here. It's, yeah, I mean, is this guy in the portal now? Like, is the SEC calling this guy? I, how would you even find out about him? you need to have a friend on his team, but remember Jimmy Ward and those guys that played at, like, South Al. like, are those guys in the portal pretty fast? Tart which honestly could even hurt the smaller schools more that these guys are just going to end up in power five teams
2: by the time they're sophomores. Uh, On the stream, it's like Tarverius, but starts with a ch instead. Charverius. Charverius. I like that. Because Tarverius is pretty easy to say. Yeah. Charverius. Charverius. Uh, By the way, Tyrod Taylor has signed, John, with the, did you want to guess? Or will sign. He hasn't consummated yet. Consummation uh, sensation happens, uh the consummation orgy happens on Wednesday. Mike
1: McDaniel's just going big on backup quarterbacks. No. <laughs> I, I, I I got I actually have a team for you. they because uh. they're missing it. Their quarterback just left as a back uh the
2: Buffalo Bills. No, good guess. Uh the Giants. Two years 17 million, including eight and a half guaranteed. Says eight and a half million guaranteed. Uh, Says Shefty. I think Mitchell knew.
1: Similar money, right, between the two guys. It's a little bit of a rig game in New York, even if my guy Dable's like, hey, man, I want you to start. Where you kind of know, like, they're really going to start Daniel Jones and you need it. Like, you get to start for the Steelers. You know, like in OTAs, like, you're the guy under center in OTAs. So the money's the same. You get to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers, who might be good. This team probably is going to suck and really, you're going to have to take reps behind this guy because they drafted him number six overall. Like you know, Mason Rudolph, good-looking guy, not good player. Mitchell, you're going to start. That that had to be a pretty easy decision, but Mitchell, I think so. <laughs> you know, because it's the same money, right? The, the, they got the same, pretty much, same contract.
2: He just watched the Steelers go to the playoffs with Big Ben last year, right? I
1: don't think the Steelers will be back in the playoffs though with
2: Mitchell. I don't expect it uh on the stream trubisky fixing to die behind that old line he can move lancelot, why don't athlete. these guys have super chat just ask you you want to ask you something lancelot fire away and then go buy a buck mason t-shirt we appreciate yeah, you being I mean, here thanks to everybody for being here why does everyone want to give us money i i appreciate it i mean i i don't know i don't know there was something else uh what if we did chat? super chat
1: they think we're bougie super chat minimum 99.99 <laughs> <laughs> do you think we get
2: any super chats like I don't want I don't want, a, I don't want your three ninety nine. Keep it. You know, you use that for a gallon of gas or <laughs> half a gallon of gas. By the way, Bob Sakamano on our uh, discussion earlier about who uh who we should pick in the first four. The first four games are being played in Dayton. Wright state's campus is in Dayton, so it's a home game for Wright State.
1: Well, we've gone with the other and team. Bryant. I already placed
2: the bet.
0: <laughs> so
2: uh uh, on the stream, feel like we should have taken J.C. over Ward, not a big price difference. Not in the AAV, right, but in the guaranteed dollars. There is 14. What do we say? 14, uh, 40 versus 26.7. I mean, that's bas- I that's, isn't
1: that basically an extra year of work if it's not going well?
2: Yeah. Uh, Chris Biederman must be watching the stream. He just texted me. Uh, Charverius Ward played with Richie James at Middle Tennessee State.
1: See, Middle Tennessee is producing some guys, so maybe they. I think it's fair to say then they've scouted that school. They feel comfortable with the character. Now the character is good, you know. I think you think Richie
2: they went to Middle Tennessee State to scout Richie James, or they just found well, Richie James after the fact.
1: I would guess that their scout has gone has a relationship. Once you
2: sign Richie James, like you're swinging through that school. Yeah, you might. Right? Maybe the Niners tried to. Did the Niners try to get him from doubt? Were the Niners waiting for him to get cut? Uh, four years ago by Dallas, and instead they traded them to Kansas City because the Niners scouted
1: him for sure. guy. They drafted Richie James in the seventh round. In that year? uh, In 18, so it would have been the year after. So I wonder once Ward makes the Chiefs, starts for the Chiefs, who at the time were re- obviously, I mean, still good, but they were good. It's like, we might need to keep an eye on this whole Middle Tennessee State. And then they had a guy drafted the following year. That's a pretty good couple years stretch by Middle Tennessee State. Holy shit. Is there any doubt in your mind that those two guys are on the wall when you walk into their football facility? No doubt at all. <laughs> Niner helmet, Chiefs. <laughs> I think Richie got hurt. He did get hurt. His, his, Richie came out hurt. Richie was three and done at Mitchell, Middle Tennessee State. I wonder if he got a trouble or Not a transfer?
2: Uh, David C., we also want to know what you think of Encanto. Can't tell you that I've not watched that. We don't talk about Elvis. What's the name of that song? First Disney song, I think, to make it on the number one billboard charts. It's like uh Little Mermaid. There's a Disney song right now on the Billboard charts. It was like two weeks ago, I remember, because I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, what is everybody talking about? It's like a Disney movie. There's a song, which anyone, I guess, with kids would probably know the song. I don't. It's called We Don't Talk About Br- Bruno. That's what it is. I listened to it once. And I'm like, what? This song's hot. And I listened to it, and I'm like, okay, this song is not for me. <laughs> I, how do the
1: billboard charts work anymore? Like no, not know. on the sales, radio. plays, spins. Yeah, Spotify plays. I think you can see the plays on Spotify and songs.
2: Gotcha, uh, John. Free agent, uh, free agent idea for you. And uh, boy, you're gonna love this. Uh, Shanahan's not gonna like this idea, but uh, you're gonna like this. The Rams are expected to release Johnny Hecker who was about to make, I think, over $3 million. I think his contract was like a five-year, $18 million contract signed a few years ago. And the Rams are going to release him. I mean, this is a all-pro. The Niners did not have great special teams last year. And they have a very cheap punter who they drafted on their roster, Mitch Wisnowski. But I did a little digging. And uh, Johnny Hecker's still an elite punter, based on my research. Johnny Hecker allowed... Get ready for this number. You don't have to know much about special teams to know this is good. Nine total returns last year. I don't I don't even need to tell you how many most people give up. Wishnowski allowed 26 returns. That's I don't know what the average is, but when I went looking through all the punting stats, which I did, uh 25, 30, 35 returns, that's pretty typical.
1: Counter Stafford 60. threw a bunch of pi- Stafford threw a bunch of picks, so that's probably 10 punts away.
2: Fair. 60 total punt return yards against Johnny Hecker this year. 60. That, that's pretty that, that's pretty nuts. He was also second in the NFL uh with 25 fair catches. 25 fair catches. Okay. So that's a lot. So your theory is well, he never punted. Well he did punt. 25 fair catches was the second most in the league. Big hang now, time guy. Big hang. I don't know what his timing was. Now you could argue. Uh, I, I Here, Andre says, "How often did he punt?" I actually, I got to go back and look, but I think he had like three or four more punts than Wisniewski. It was not that far different. Yeah. Now you could argue, well, how much is he going to cost? He's going to cost three. Is he going to cost four times, three times what you're paying Mitch Wisniewski on the last year of his rookie contract? He's making under a million dollars, and you drafted him. And my argument would just be this: you're about to go into the year with Trey Lance as your quarterback, probably. And if you go into the year with Trey Lance as your quarterback, you are uh, there. You might play a style of game that doesn't leave you a lot of margin for error. And he's not a rookie, but we're calling him a semi rookie. Um, and so your special teams game, which hurt you last year in a season that you didn't have a lot of room for error, it almost killed you, and then somehow it saved you. Is going to be a critical part, actually. Hightower? Of your season. Actually, Hightower should sign. Honestly, Hecker, I'm not even kidding there. I thought the Bears should be aggressive with him. So are the Niners in a position to to increase their punter spend by probably three times to upgrade that position? By the way, at a time when you know people are punting less and less and less.
1: Yeah, my issue with that is he's made basically well over $3 million now. He's been a $3 million punter since McVeigh got there. Yep. Uh, obviously, he was on the team with Jeff Fisher, but he's been making three, two, three, five, three, seven. So let's just 7 So let's just say he's a $3.5 million punter. You got to factor in the room. Y- your kicker makes $4 million, and he's worth it. Like Robbie Gold, feel good about him in a weird way. Massive comeback. You feel good, $4 million. You're going to have a $7.5 million battery between your kicker and your punter. Same cost as your quarterback. I, right, that's he's making. I'd say that's where you get the problem. If you, it, you, I think ideally you need one of the two guys to be cheap. Now, I actually, and listen, I'm no uh, Bobby April Jr. here, but I thought Wisnowski was pretty bad last year. I test Couch Scouting. You know, I mean, it's uh, I'm like Kyle, I'm not that into it, but it, it felt like he was not good. I was at the game. I didn't realize just You would text me like, bro, he just got knocked out when Robbie gold had to punt with their season and just livelihoods and respect on the line clutch he, punt. He punted. He had the clutch punt, John, not just punt yeah, well, he had the clutch mean, punt in his own territory. I, I even think he said most after the game, he hadn't punished his high school or whatever. Like obviously it was a freak circumstance, but that's a not ideal when it's like, you don't really notice that big of a difference. I, I, so, yeah, could you upgrade 100%? I just think financially, can you afford to have $7 million going into two guys in the special teams
2: room? Fair.
1: I, I, I would be very interested if your kicker was a, a million-dollar guy. And you go, oh, well, the room would be $4 million. You agree, though, that the if he's going to cost you three and a half, which I would imagine people are going to be bidding toward his services. Right. He's still one of
2: the best in the league. People, uh, like David punters. on the stream, don't need Hecker, Matt Reza, punt god. Dude San from Diego San Diego State. State. What round is he getting drafted in?
1: Well, I mean, it's like Fifth? Jason. Jason Light tried to fucking change the landscape of of kickers and punters, and then it did well, not Agua- go well.
2: And people he took him like, in the yeah, second. You know, wasn't Aguayo a second round pick? I, I, yeah, but he shattered all the records. He had never missed. I, I, Different between I, a kicker and a punter.
1: There is play, because it's hard. It's hard, it's hard to fuck up in training camp. Remember the training camps, like Aguayo, this is
2: not going well. Remember you just miss kick after kick in training camp. Twitter ruined Aguayo. I know. I I felt bad about that. I didn't participate. Um some Nate on the stream says Matt from San Diego State can do both. You know, Robbie Gold has if they had to find a random kicker for a week or two every year, feels like it may not actually be true, but Maybe my, a few if, injuries. I mean if my, punter, if my punter can hit a few field goals, that would not be the worst thing in the world. I mean, Robbie Gold is with Whitworth bowing out today,
1: I would imagine the second guy over 40 in the NFL, him and Tom. He's Brady? 40 years old.
2: Yeah. Tom, Robbie is 40. How is uh what round admit wasn't mentioned? Mitch the fifth round, uh, I thought the fourth. I mean, if he was in the fourth, uh, 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 a a I'm, I'm not actually sure how to say his last name, but I've seen him. Areza? Ariza. Are- it's not. Ariza. I think
1: he's viewed as like one of the a- best prospect. I I it, third, third round is still it feels moving like- by the way. Yeah, he's not going in the seventh round. But you can't take a punter or kicker in the third round, can you? Robbie's on the team,
2: guy. I mean, he's got a dead cap. I mean, he's just he's. I'm not. Ge- I'm not getting rid of Robbie. I'm just saying, it, would you draft another punter with the in your mind that you're not resigning Wichnowski? And I think Wisniewski's dead cap. I got to check. I think it's like ninety thousand dollars.
1: People, people forget. Uh, it's a long time ago, and we live in a just what happened lately. When he was drafted, we did a pod, because that obviously the draft fourth you know, bear on, on Saturday, and then we did a pod on Sunday. It was on the internet streets. You remember, it was pretty controversial. Very. A lot of people thought it was insanity, and we were like, guys, it's just a punter, starting punter, third day of the draft, who cares? People were not feeling it. If they doubled down again, they'd <laughs> be like, well, we just did this. It's like, yeah, this guy's way better. Uh, one, 190,000 would be Mitch's uh, dead cap. I think, I think I want to call him Trubisky. Wisnowski's on the team. Same agent as Trubisky. Does have? Tolner? Yeah. Tolner feasts on the Pac-12 guys. <laughs> West Coast guys. Even small school, like, oh, North Dakota State, Carson, there.
2: Mox have Matt going in the seventh round. All right. uh, I have a hard time thinking that. It'd be better than a third-round running back last year, says David. I feel we
1: overreact a little bit on the draft after one season. Yeah, you, know, you gotta give it a little time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you would say this if, if you're gonna have a shot, you would think Kyle could find a way. Uh, Laramie Tunzel stand in Houston. Can we get can we get a little flurry? Some uh, can we rattle off some free agency news here? Slow down a little, huh? Tyrod back mentioned that Cowboys, Rams, and Browns are all competing for Von Miller says Aaron Wilson. Uh, Marcus Marquise Haynes to the Panthers. The Niners have the last pick of the seventh round? I think they do. Mr. relevant Yeah. Who, they, who still gets a parade in Southern California. Pellisaro. The comps. A lot of randos in the... One thing's pretty clear... Young Hoku couple- gets a five-year, $25
1: million contract. I do like that guy. One, one thing that's clear about the older dudes, I think Vaughn, Chandler, and Gilmore are good examples. Guys that have like seen the Mountaintop, like been alphas at the Pro Bowl, <laughs> are like, wait, we just don't get to write whatever number we want on the piece of paper, and you guys say yes. Like, that's not how it works once you get over 30. Like, I, I can imagine some of the numbers their agents. The conversation the agents has with team and then the conversation that Chandler Jones, Von Miller, and Gilmore are getting from their agent, it's probably some stuff gets lost in translation of like, hey, bro, (laughs) we're not paying your client that much money. This isn't 2017.
2: Uh, Comp picks, John. Uh, 97. So Niners get 102, 105. Those are third-round comps. They get 200 and 221. Those are six round comps. Niners got picked two sixty two, the last comp pick of the seventh round. So, take a swing. Yeah. Uh, somebody else said Albright is saying Jimmy might be in play in Cleveland. I like if they get rid of Baker, right makes some sense, right? <sighs> If they get to Sean, they trade Baker, and then they. Need to no, back. if they just don't get to oh, Sean, yeah, 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 but are yeah, just yeah. done with Baker. Like, are they that done with Baker? They could be. Does it feel
1: like they might sneaky hate Baker, like the Colts hated Wentz? They've just been a little more tight-lipped about it. Because they know they might be stuck with him. Could slash the money just makes it really complicated. Like, what are we going to do here? Ultimately, eighteen million dollars. Like Carson was
2: going to make thirty-five. Uh, Albright says. Albright saying no ch- uh That's all he said. No chance that uh, Watson goes to the Browns. I'd agree with that. Hmm. Doesn't feel like,
1: even though from a football standpoint, I think they would immediately be good. Obviously, just feels like Deshaun and Mulgeta want like who they knows. They want to be
2: in the bright lights.
1: But are like the Panthers the bright lights? It's why they want. No, it's really a weird collection. Are the Eagles sleeping, sneaking around here? They just don't want it out there because they don't want to keep fighting off the Jalen? Or maybe they're out. It's hard to tell who's in and out.
2: Wouldn't be a terrible theory if you're like, we'll just let him meet with the teams that want him and realize he doesn't want to play for them, and then we swoop in. But you have to deal with the compensation with Houston, too. That's the other part of this.
1: If you're the Texans, you just pray to god that the Panthers get this done cuz you get their first and their second round pick this year and their draft's pretty good, right? It's the 6th pick. Yeah. So you immediately
2: get two sweet picks. Right. That's the, the Texans <laughs> are kind of hands off the wheel like because Deshaun has the no trade clause.
1: I think if you're the Texans you you just don't want it. you just want him in the top 10 with a shitty team. You take Atlanta, I think Atlanta's draft in the top 10, you do that too. Al if says
2: Cleveland gets Watson then trade Baker to the Panthers. But Panthers could end up in some real QB purgatory. They're already in. Yeah, they are already in. So, all right. As news breaks, we are here, if it breaks. And uh, although uh, no one got out of bed, uh, Middlecoff didn't get out of bed for uh, Charvarius Ward last night. You didn't text me either, so I just didn't really care that much. <laughs> I was in bed. I saw it and I'm like, is Middlecoff gonna text me and ask me if I want to do a video? <laughs> no, I didn't care. DJ Jones to the Broncos. Sound the alarm. Your woman has just been sighted.
1: I Woo-hoo! didn't give a shit. All
2: right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Appreciate everybody on the stream. If you're hanging out here, hit that like button. Anything else we gotta get to, Middlecoff, before we, we people we'll are be, hanging. Uh, so you know we'll be, we'll be, we'll be back tomorrow. Talking Jimmy when he gets traded. Yeah. We've got uh, NCAA tournaments underway. so Let's go watch it. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. We appreciate you. If you like the video, like the video. If you're on the podcast, check out the YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Music. If you're listening to this pod right now, five stars. Uh, We appreciate that. Ask us a question, any question, and um, uh, tell us your favorite bar. True TV. True TV. Is that what it is right now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is. Actually, all the first four games were on True TV. <laughs> Later, buddy. Peace.
1: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2.49 dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.
0: Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today